Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Listen to their struggles as they turn them into triumphs. In a city full of challenges, they only search for victory, and nothing will hold them back. These are their stories, so sit back, relax, and welcome to their city. Wrestle City Radio. Hello, folks, and welcome to another edition, or should I say the return episode of Russell City Radio. We have returned after the attack of that B-I-T-C-H, Hurricane Irma. Uh, of course, I call her that for the destruction that is, has caused not only the state of Florida, but also in the, the of course, the Leeward Islands and, and the Virgin Islands. And of course, that other B-I-T-C-H, Hurricane Maria. Guys, make sure uh, before we go into our little jokes and, and rampages and opinions, guys, make sure you go ahead and donate what you can to uh, islands. Uh, like especially like Puerto Rico and, of course, the Virgin Islands from Hurricane Irma, as they all need our help right now. And make sure that you find your nearest Red Cross or nearest uh, donation site for Puerto Rico or these islands or, of course, Key West or wh- whoever you want to send a donation to. Make sure you find your nearest donation site. Please exclude money as they are not taking any money Make sure to send in canned foods, clothes, water, anything you can send out to help out these islands. Now, of course, uh, uh, besides talking about that, I have to introduce my partner here. Apparently, you know, he took a vacation to a certain location, and now he's changed his nationality. So now he feels like he's the best of both worlds, per se, uh, just because you visit a different country, Ray Ramundo, doesn't make you Mexican, okay? Oh, you're going to get that one later. But ladies and gentlemen, the Raw is back on Wrestle City Radio. And I'm invading this show just like the Bullet Club will invade Raw. Because, brother, I'm just too sweet. And we're back. And you know the reason you're listening is because I'm back. You saw my live stream. Our live stream got more views than any video you've done, George. And it was because I was on. It's because of me, damn it. 
Now let's get with the show. Uh, How you doing, uh, George? You did. Did you drink enough of the water over there while you were there? Because oh, I drank a little bit of that tequila. It was delicious. All right, guys. Well, again, welcome to the return episode of Russell City Radio. For once, I actually have to say, as much as I hate you, Ray, I actually missed you while I was gone. But, uh, guys, uh, we are back uh, every week now, same time on Mondays at 7 p.m., of course, turning into 6 p.m. starting next month. Uh, But also, uh, guys, to let you know, for every guest that we were able to miss, Due to Hurricane Irma, we will be rescheduling them in the month of November. So they will be coming on the show. We just need to reschedule them, and they'll be on in November. I know we were supposed to have Cody and Izzy on our big, uh, of course, uh, fan appreciation night here. Izzy, if you don't know who we're talking about, uh, you know, you uh, basically, long story short, is that famous Bailey super fan. Uh, she was going to come on the show. But again, we do have some great, great guests coming up in October, including uh, tonight's guest, which you're very familiar with, Ray Ramundo. I'm talking about the elite athlete and the first ever BCW World Heavyweight Champion. Mike Orlando will be on the show. You're very familiar with him, aren't you? Uh, I'm familiar with the Green Machine. Me and the good brother were at BCW on Saturday. And we're going to talk about later on. He had a successful, unsuccessful matchup against Homicide. We'll talk about that later on, but stay tuned to that, folks. The Green Machine, the elite athlete, the man of so many names, is on Wrestle City Radio. It's going to be a green show tonight. Woo! Ah, yep, the Green Machine will be here. But again, talking about green, of course, we're talking about green. Uh, the Machine with Mike Orlando a little later. But, guys, we have a couple top things to talk about right now before we go ahead and uh, bring in Mike Orlando. Of course, guys, one of the main things that's going all over social media right now that's actually being the talk of, of the wrestling world right now was Enzo Amore winning the Cruiserweight Championship last night on No Mercy when he defeated Neville uh, for the Cruiserweight title. And that a, a lot of people are livid as, uh, about that. And mind you, a lot of people even dare to get screenshots of different cruiserweights uh, of what they went on to say on Twitter. Uh, like, of course, Cedric Alexander posted up how uh, well, uh, you know, uh, Lindsay Dorado even went on as far as saying back to the drawing board. Uh, of course, Drew Gulak with the whole no kind of thing. Uh, and, of course, so much more people commenting on Enzo Mori's cruiserweight title win. But before I say mine, I want to get to you, Ray. What what do you have to say about that? Oh, Enzo Amore. Now, I can't say it wasn't predictable. I called it months ago. Once it started with, okay, we're going to bring down Enzo to 205 Live because we have nothing else. I said the minute he's legitimately on the roster, he'll be championed by the next pay-per-view. What happened? Enzo Amore defeats Neville. Clean? No. This is what killed it for me is because, oh, wrestling psychology. Folks, he's the baby face. He did everything a heel's supposed to do. Waits out the count, grabs the belt to get his opponent to come out, 
Low blows Neville. So, yes, spoiler, folks. Enzo Amore is your new Cruiserweight champion. <sighs> Why couldn't they just give it to Tony Nese? I'm just being biased because it's a fellow New Yorker. What do you think, George? Is this a good, is this a yay or a nay? Uh, as far as, uh, you know, that's a great, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, whether New York or not, Tony Nese is one of the great candidates for the Cruiserweight Championship. So I'm not going to bash you on that one. But uh, basically, a lot of people were kind of surprised also that Enzo Mori won this championship due to the apparent heat that he has backstage. Uh, you know, with everyone hating him and as far as like him being kicked out of the locker room and, and all that, so, so on and so forth. Like, personally, I saw it from a mile away. You know, I saw it from a mile away happening. Uh, once Enzo was announced to be in the cruiserweight division, I saw him winning the championship. Why? Because they're trying to build the star power in the cruiserweight division in order to build that, that rating. That they, but they, they have, have. star-studded cruiserweight division. They, it's the yes, they the Indies. Okay, they do. Okay, let me. Okay, Ray, let me explain something to you. There's a difference, of course, to the brand, to the division per se. When Triple H was running it in the cruiserweight classic, to then when the torch was passed over to Vince or to or Michael P.S. Hayes or whoever runs it. Uh, backstage, uh, so you can tell the difference of the two, okay? You can definitely, tell... you definitely can. So basically, what I'm saying is this: I'm not saying is the cruiserweight's fault. They have a five-star roster on there. They have Cedric Alexander. They have Drew Gulak. They have Brian uh, Brian Kendrick. They have T.J. Perkins. They have Lindsey Dorado. They have uh, they have so many people. Grand Metallic. You know, all these people, not even boring, okay? These people are definitely not boring because if you think they are, go back to watch the Cruiserweight Classic and tell me that again, okay? But when they finally were brought up to the, like, to the main arenas, then the torch was passed from Triple H to someone else. And I'm not going to point fingers again, whether it's Vince, Michael PSA, uh, Shane McMahon, whoever it is, they lost that touch. <laughs> Because now the cruiserweights are not the cruiserweights. They're not allowed to be what they are. So now what, what they, what's management doing? Instead, they give it to Beetlejuice. Uh, yeah, exactly. They Instead of letting the cruiserweights be the cruiserweights, even Eric Bischoff has said it, the reason why the cruiserweight division in WCW went, uh, was successful was because he allowed the cruiserweights to be them. So instead of the cruiserweights, being them in the WWE, what did they do? No, they said, we're not going to still let them be them. We're going to bring in another star, maybe to help up bring the ratings. You know what's one thing I, I kind of surprised with, Ray? What? That they brought up Enzo Amore, and they did not, I repeat, they, not, they did not bring up Kalisto. You know why I feel like they're not going to give Kalisto that? Because even with Enzo, it felt like, oh, they're going to demote Enzo. Kalisto's already been U.S. champion, tag team champion. It's like Kalisto's made a name for himself, and I still see him hopefully one day maybe an IC champion again, something like that. The Cruiserweight division is like, I guess right now, it's like under mid-card. 
sadly, which it shouldn't be because, like I said, it's a roster full of the best of the indies, guys that here in New York I got to see a lot of. Ironically, Mike Orlando has faced Tony Knees that I mentioned earlier, so I'll talk about that later on too. But it's like guys that you know from around. They've been on PWG. They've been here. They've been in ROH. It's guys that shouldn't have a problem putting on a show and having people stay for the show. People do not want to stay for 205 Live. It's like, what the hell? It's like, it's, it's supposed to be the best of the best. And sadly, now it's Beetlejuice. Well, Sorry, that attire last night just reminded me of Beetlejuice so much. I think I've said it three times. Oh, fu- oh God damn it, George. We're screwed. Beetlejuice is coming well, to you. Ray, didn't that one time that they, didn't they not say that uh, Kara was part of the Cruiserweight uh, division at one time? What'd you say, George? You were breaking I up, brother. Okay, I said that. Were, didn't they announce uh, seeing Kara being part of the Cruiserweight division at one time? Uh, yes, he was. That's what I thought. And I haven't seen Sakara anywhere. I think he actually is injured at the moment. Because I haven't seen him like at a Superstars or anything. So, I don't know. I hope I hope Sakara does come back. I, I know his counterpart, Mystico, is doing awesome in Mexico. So, hopefully, <laughs> sing, or Mystic. I don't know. I don't know how you want to call him. I just know... The, the original guy under the mask is doing fine. So hopefully, kayfabe, Hunico does some good in WWE as well. Well, okay. And mind you, a, a, another topic to talk about here uh, on the on the show, of course, uh, as we saw last night during No Mercy, they played another teaser for Asuka, where Asuka will be debuting at Tables, Ladders, and Chairs. They did not mention her opponent, but they did mention that they will be basic. She will be de- basically debuting at TLC. But aside from that, aside from Oscar debuting at TLC, we also have heard opinion that the Shield will be reuniting at TLC. So this m- it might be a big epic pay per view, whether Brock Lesnar's on it or not. So let's start with Oscar, Ray, because we are running short. Uh, before we get to, uh, of course, the Green Machine. So, starting with Asuka, what are you expecting about from Asuka now that she's on the main roster? Dominance, dominance, dominance. Uh, wait, I think I forgot a word. Okay, dominance. Like I said, the minute we found, well, sadly, I wasn't able to say it on this show, but I've been saying on the past few weeks on a certain podcasts, I've been saying Asuka's going to come in and dominate the women's roster. I felt Nia Jax should have won the title last night because that's the perfect rivalry have the dominant diva or woman superstar and Nia Jax dominate the roster, bring in Asuka, who's still undefeated, and her be the one to take down Goliath. But I guess we'll have to see what Asuka does now. That's still going to be a great match. It's still going to be Asuka and, uh, sorry, Bliss, that could still be a great match whenever Oscar does get a title shot, and the possibilities are endless. So, do you so. think that Oscar uh, is going to just go straight for the title come uh, come her debut, or do you think that they might give her to Nia Jax or or what have you? I feel now how if Nia Jax did not become champion, that's going to be Oscar's wall. It's going to be 
Oscar versus Bailey, Oscar versus Sasha, Oscar versus maybe even Emma. They'll do that. And then Nia's going to be the one that, no, you have to get to me if you want the title. That title's mine. So that's going to be her wall. That's going to be the place where Oscar may be like, okay, I've defeated everyone. Now I need to get through you. Well, the reason I'm asking this because uh, Oscar did defeat Nia Jax already in NXT. Uh, yeah, but that was one of her main challenges as well. So remember that it wasn't just an easy one, two, three victory. No, it was not an easy challenge for Oscar. But basically, what I I kind of agree. I see where you're going with this, uh, Ray, because uh, where as I understand the reason behind Nia Jax being the person that should be fighting Asuka for the title at TLC. But I also see this. I also see where, you know, how they're portraying Alexa Bliss being this goddess, you know, being the, the, the underdog, no matter who you put her in the ring with. Like last night, she defeated four other women, four other great women, Bailey, Sasha Banks, Emma, and Nia Jax. Like, the odds were against her. Let's let's be honest here. And they're building Alexa Bliss to again be this goddess that she could she's the goddess of the women's division. And Asuka is also the Empress. So can we see maybe the goddess versus the Empress at TLC? Mm, I don't think they're gonna give her the title shot flat out first. I don't think if WWE does that, it's gonna be it's kind of going to be making it seem if she loses to Alexa, then who's really going to beat her? If she loses, if she, if she, I mean, now if she loses, if she wins, it's no choice. It's like, oh God, what the hell is going to happen to the women's division? If she loses, you just ruined a 500 and something day streak to one match. So it's kind of like they can't do that straight out the, the box, George. I would okay, love it uh, because it's Oscar's debut, but it's still going to mess up any build. Now, my question is whether Oscar wins the title at TLC or she wins her a singles match at TLC. You know, needless to say, we have to admit that no matter what happens at TLC, whether it's a title match or a singles match, the undefeated streak will continue even in the main roster. That's a for sure. That's my opinion. Now, If the undefeated streak, if my opinion does come true, who's going to be the person in the main roster that could defeat Asuka? Now, a lot of people are already saying that before WrestleMania, that Charlotte will be transferred back to Raw to fight Asuka. But at the same time, they've also been saying that that Ronda Rousey being... Uh, coming into the WWE will be fighting either Charlotte or Asuka at WrestleMania. And of course, being her, Ronda Rousey, will be the one to defeat Asuka. Now, personally, me, honest to God, because I haven't heard any, any news about Ronda Rousey signing to the WWE, but if I had to choose between the two, and if these rumors are true between Ronda versus Asuka or Charlotte versus Asuka at WrestleMania, I'd rather see Charlotte be the one to finally break the streak rather than another part-timer, in my opinion, or one-timer. That's the thing. I know Ronda's been training, so I'm hoping that's not it. That's not going to be, okay, they're going to build up Asuka, and then Ronda takes her out. 
I'm hoping that's not it, but we'll have to wait and see. I'm just hoping that it is a dominant debut and we see some interesting combinations of matches later on. But I guess let's speed up because we're almost, we're missing time, George. The Shield reunion is happening. The only thing I could say is I believe that. (laughs) I believe that. Listen. Sorry, George. I'm a Shield and Bullet Club Mark. I love the Shield. I used to love that Shield With the Shield possibly reuniting at TLC, I feel like that one thing right there will sell out the entire arena and pay-per-view buy rate. (laughs) So I feel like that's the one thing that the fans have been asking for for decades. I think it's the only reason why Roman Reigns will be cheered nowadays, (laughs) in my opinion. Yeah, because they've been asking since Steph and Dean returned together. It's like, okay, now we want Roman. So I guess we'll see what happens. Hopefully it gets a good reaction. If not, uh, there's no hope for Roman Reigns. Because more, <laughs> uh, more fans cheered for John Cena losing last night than they did for Roman Reigns actually going over. Well, let me ask you something. Actually. What if the Shield gets booed due to Roman Reigns joining the Shield? Would, would that kind of like backfire on their plans? Mm. I stumped you. I stumped you there, didn't I? Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to take a little time, and I'll get back to you by the end of the show. Because <laughs> George is 720, and we don't want to get a green machine angry. All right, so let's Call go ahead and reach out. a very good guest. All right, so let's go ahead and reach out to the green machine. Of course, the elite athlete and the first ever BCW World Heavyweight Champion. I'm talking about Mr. Mike Orlando. Let's reach out to him. I do I have a feeling. Guys, we are on live radio, so. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. I don't want to hear his number over the phone (laughs) and give it away. Yep, we don't want want to give that away. uh, No, no way, Jose. So, okay, we're going to give him a couple minutes. Uh, to maybe see if he calls. I know he's back. ready. He's ready because I've been speaking to him a little while ago. The minute I found out that he's the guest, I'm like, ooh, I just saw him on Saturday. He doesn't tell me. Uh, yeah, and of course he defeated his opponent. If you're, if you told, if you told me correctly about that, right? Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that later on because he's not going to be happy about how he won. He's still not happy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Should, should I kind of like hide? Should I hide behind you or something? Uh, when we talk about that match, yes, stay behind me. Okay. Because he's not happy because an old friend of mine showed up. So, yeah. Okay. I'll just I, start I doing like he... da, 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 da
with the whole Mike Orlando situation, and mind you, a lot, what some people don't know, for people who don't follow Mike Orlando, uh, Mike Orlando was an NCAA, uh, NCAA football player uh, before he ever became a professional wrestler. And I would love to hear his opinion on what's going on with this NFL fiasco with the uh, kneeling oh, down. Gosh, to the- that's going to be interesting. Yeah, like, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure he has an opinion on the situation as he came from that uh, era of football, and I'm pretty sure he has an opinion. But here's the one thing I'm going to tell you. I'm going to ask him, of course, about what he thinks about that situation. But for everyone tuning in, I need you to make sure that you respect his opinion. Because ev- that's everyone's opinion. Everyone has the right to an opinion as a U.S. citizen. So, by all means, I'm respecting But the law everyone. is the only one with the right opinion. I'm the only one with the right opinion, George. Listen, you I'm smart the law. addict. Damn it. Listen, you smart addict. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so again, we're going to give him like about a minute more to see of uh, uh, I don't want to sound like I'm uh, bothering him while he's probably in the gym or, or working out or talking to a promoter. You know, that's the last thing you ever want to do when it comes to a pro wrestler, uh, Ray, as, as you know, as you're in the wrestling business. Yep, 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 yep. All right, so let, let's go ahead and always handle the to- business, brother. Always handle the business. Exactly. Let's go ahead and reach out to Mike Orlando one more time. Okay. Hello, Mr. Orlando? Okay, we got something, but I don't know what. (laughs) The line has just dropped. Um, Okay. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, live radio. Okay, so I went ahead and uh, sent a message over to his office to let him know that we are calling. Uh, maybe he didn't know who was on the line. I, again, this yeah, I just it sent, is a rest- he just sent me a message. I told him now you're trying to call him. It's live radio, folks. We do what we have to. That's what makes us. But here's the thing, Ray, and I, I, and I can't stress this enough. That's what makes us so special because we don't pre-record this stuff. We don't kind of pre-record and be like, "Hey, people, we're perfect." No, we are as regular as anyone listening in, and that is what makes us so special because we are real that way. So that's what sets us, uh, Russell City, apart. From anyone else. George, are you calling the right yeah. number, brother? Yes. Because he just uh, said he hasn't received the call yet. I actually uh, got the number that he sent me, which I'm going to go ahead saying? and send. Yeah, I'm going to send it to you right now. Confirm it for me. Okay, brother. Again, this is live radio. This gives us a little more time. I'll talk. Again, the Shield reunion's happening. So that's going to be something interesting, folks. Yeah, that's so going to be something everyone's going to want to watch. Okay, I'm going to send it to uh, him. That's the number he has sent me. Okay, let me make sure. I think that's correct. I think I've seen that number before. Just making sure. Just send it to him. Get the confirmation. Give him another. Give another ring. 
And no, uh, you had you the do- wrong number, George. That's the number he sent me. You, 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 you goofed somewhere. No, I, I didn't. I just copied work. and pasted. I There's literally just copied. Sh- it was a two instead of a three, George. I copied and pasted. Listen, just Ray. call the number. The law gets the answers. The law gets uh. the answers. Hurry up, Georgie. Call the green machine. I'm calling the green machine. <laughs> Good Lord. You and your office always does things wrong, Ray. Hello? Uh, hello, Mr. Orlando. Hello. Yes, sir. How's it going, guys? Good, good, Mr. Orlando. Thank, well, first and foremost, thank you so very much for taking your time to speak with us here tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me. Uh, can you guys hear me? I'm just, my phone is almost dying on me. Thank God I'm almost home. I'm hoping I can still make it. Uh, okay. Can well, you guys if, hear me, though? Yes? Yeah, we could hear you yep, just fine. good, brother. We can hear you. Oh, awesome, awesome. Thank you, guys. Good to be here. No, thank you so very much. And, Mike, I, I know you're very, very busy. You're probably one of the top, top, top prospects in professional wrestling, one of the hottest free agents right now in the business. And I know you're always extremely busy. So more like thank you for taking your time because, again, with all that on top of your shoulders, it's like it's hard to make, uh, you know, easy time for in your schedule. So. I appreciate, I, I appreciate it very that, much. man. Thank you. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. I mean, I, if it wasn't for people caring about what we do, though, we wouldn't have any exposure. So I thank you guys for actually taking the time to do it at the same time. It is our pleasure, sir. It is our pleasure. So one thing I have to ask you, Mr. Orlando, just in case your phone does disconnect due to the, the battery like you were mentioning, uh, one thing right. I do want to men- mention uh, for the people who are just being introduced to Mike Orlando, and guys, if you've been – if you're now being introduced to Mike Orlando, you guys have been living under a rock. But basically, uh, <laughs> but basically, uh, your background, you were an NCAA football player uh, before you yes, entered professional, professional wrestling. We all know the fiasco happening currently right now in the NFL with the whole kneeling down during the Pledge of Allegiance and everyone having their own side of the story. Uh, I want to hear from an actual football player like you who has background in football, uh, what did you have to say about the situation over the past weekend? I uh, I think everything that's going on, honestly, it's, it's it's really crazy, just to say the least. I don't really uh, I don't know what everybody's motive is in all of this. I guess I mean I guess everybody has their own side to it. I just think everybody's looking to make a, an expression out of it, and they're using it in the wrong terms, in my mind. I don't think the NFL, I don't think the national anthem, I don't think any of that stuff has anything to do with taking a knee on the field. And I think when they do it there, it almost like, truthfully, in my opinion, you're mocking your sport. You're also mocking your country. And there's a lot going on. And I understand that we feel a certain way about it. But I don't think a football field during the national anthem is the place to do it. We have town halls. We have all these things we could do. We could rally together as a, a country. We could come together and talk. But Somehow, some way, we're going to take million-dollar players and have them step down on the country when we have thousand-dollar troops that are being killed every single day for those people to be able to make that money. So I don't think that's the place to do it. It's my honest opinion on it. And I understand that's basically what I mentioned before you came on the show, saying that guys, for anyone listening, even for us here on the studio, that we have to respect your opinion because as U.S. citizens, 
we are given that right for an opinion. Uh, right. Now, right. now I have to say, uh, Mr. Orlando, do you do you feel like this action, the the thing that everyone's going back and forth with, whether they support the move or they don't support the move, do you think this kind of like hurt the football business? Yeah, hundred percent. It's it's this isn't pro wrestling. You know what I mean? This isn't a drama thing. This is a sport where you compete between the whistles and that the back and forth just makes everything look so unprofessional and so stupid. It looks like you're, you're taking a platform and it just, I'm not saying the reasoning is wrong in any way, whatever anybody believes in, like you said, it's a matter of opinion. And I am the first person to say everybody's entitled to their opinion on their side on everything. So I think everybody's right in their own way, but again, it's not the place to do it there. So yeah, it's certainly credibility of the NFL. The NFL isn't the WWE, and the WWE wouldn't even ever do this on their programs. So, yeah, and mind you, like it, it just it, it baffles me of how much of social media. Like once you log on to social media, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, no matter where you go right now, that's like the number one talk of the town. It, it's right, like, and isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah, like, that, that's ridiculous. crazy. Think of me. You know, even pro wrestling fans, people who have never seen a football game in their life, is talking about it. And I'm like, what, what's going on here? <laughs> like, one minute, we were talking about the XFL, and now we're talking about football players <laughs> kneeling down to the national anthem. It's like, what? Right. No, but, no, I'm totally with you, man. It's, it's just, it's a world where we live in now where everybody is expressing themselves in their own way, which is great. But it gets to a point where I don't think the NFL needed this, especially with the head injuries and the concussions and all the things that's going on where guys are going through things where they're they're reaching a certain age and having dementia and all these head-to-head injuries where now they're trying to, in 2018, basically take all the hitting out of football. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, oh, you can't have helmet to helmet. You can't have intentional targeting. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, it yeah, it makes me so aggravated as a football player from the day because I know the reality of it, and there's no regulations. It's just a matter of, of when and who is going to get called for what. And that's where the credibility of the NFL already struggled. Now you're going to take a storyline-based real-life problem and highlight it where people aren't even talking about the Giants being, what, 0-3. They're not talking about people kneeling. So it's like, that's not even a shot on the Giants, but I live in, in New Jersey, and they should be talking all the time about the Giants winning. Now the Jets won a game, and nah, I had no idea. And I'm not a football fan, but nobody over here is talking about that. So I think we really are we're affecting our own brand with that. Yeah, and, and mind you, I, I have to say, like, this fiasco somehow has to end because uh, eventually, because it, it's getting a little out of hand, it, you know, it's, it's getting to that point is like, okay, guys, stop. Because first it was, um, I remember this very clearly, when, uh, it, it, like, in social media nowadays, you don't even see, like, peace between people, like friends, I mean. Like, it all started, I believe, during the Trump and Clinton fiasco. People were defriending and bashing each other, friends, family. And now it goes on all the way to football, and it's like, guys, stop, yep, hating, yep. On, on, stop hating on each other. Love each other. We're all one country. If you want to hate on anything, if you want to express an emotion, 
Express the emotion on people that need your help in Puerto Rico. Spend that valuable energy for those people. Because right now you're wasting your energy on things like this. It's like, why? Don't, don't do that to yourself. Like, Mr. Orlando, question. Like, I'm not saying that, that you don't like your pro wrestling career because, again, like you're a number one prospect in the business right now and you're like one of the hottest free agents. Uh, do you ever miss being a football player? Do you ever say, oh, one day maybe I want to put back the gear? Never, never, ever, never, ever, never, ever. And I will never, ever want to do it. I wouldn't do it for all the money in the world. I I will never, ever put on another pair of pants and a helmet. I've actually had a couple offers this year where reaching out of nowhere for arena teams uh, talking to me. And I, I no-sell every single message, or I just thumbs up them. Like, I, do, I will never, ever step on a football field again. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it was the XFL, though? Oh, man. If it's a one-time thing, sure, absolutely. But I better get a WWE contract out of that if I'm doing it. <laughs> so, hey, I, I think that's a, kind of like a win-win. Not only do you bring in an experienced football player like yourself, but then at the end you still earn that WWE contract. Oh, 100%. You know what, man? I, I, I thought, and this is just maybe because I'm, high hopes, but I thought when they were talking to the XFL a couple months ago, I was waiting for uh, a couple calls to be made for something to, you know, be made. There's a lot of independent wrestlers that were football players, a lot of storytellers out there, man. I mean, we could have uh, brought that back for once a year. I'm sure WWE could have made a lot more money than they did when they first initially made it. Well, that brings up a question then, because I know XFL to a lot of fans were, uh, football fans, I mean, were practically, they saw it as a joke. Hence why they even ended the, the, se- the season so quickly. Like, for a football player like yourself, Mr. Orlando, did, were, were the feelings the same as a fan? Like, were, did, was the XFL pretty much like, what in the hell is this? <laughs> no, I loved it. I mean, and I hated football. Which, uh, you know what? That might be the, uh, the answer to the question right there, actually, because I hate football. I've always hated football since I played it, and – I did it because I loved the team and the camaraderie, and it was always that I was going to become the biggest possible guy I could be to be a wrestler. So, yeah, I love the XFL, so maybe maybe it was all messed up because I liked it, So, and I hate football. So uh, that's a trick question kind of. But I, as a former football player, I look back and I watch what they were doing, and there were some of the most talented dudes in the world. They just had – chickens running around with their heads off and that's the problem <laughs> i mean it wasn't it wasn't that it wasn't the strength of football it was just that no one had any idea what they were doing and then all of a sudden as soon as things started getting good and they knew what they were doing boom they lost everything so it's like uh it's like a, a, an independent promotion you start out you draw 50 people you're like oh man it cost me a ton of money i'm losing everything you draw another show there and you draw 150 people by show number 10 maybe you're drawing a thousand people and the xfl finally was doing their thing and then their tv cameras would go out on them and things would go out on them and people lost interest and we're also in a different time period now where uh reality tv is the biggest joke in the world so how in the world can we have reality tv and not be able to put some dancing cheerleaders on tv and then play some whatever fake real football, whatever have you, it may have been, and then have the Harlem Globetrotters be a thing in 2018 still. It's just pick and choose, that's all. 
you know, now that you like, it, it's, it seems like to me, like every kind of sport is also evolving in a way, like even the UFC is evolving, you know, into this big uh, entertainment conglomerate. Like, never did we expect, like, Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather, for Christ's sake, you know, in a boxing ring. But it's like ever, like a lot of sports are evolving. Pro wrestling, for one, is evolving. A lot of people even say, give credit to the independents for being the reason why the big, big dogs like the WWE and TNA and Ring of Honor are changing their ways as far as styles is concerned in the ring. Hence why fans are now saying this is awesome. We saw the, we heard it a couple times last night in No Mercy. Uh, so now that you're in the ring, now that you're a professional wrestler uh, after your football career, tell me how do you feel with how the business is evolving while you're in it, Mr. Orlando? Uh, well, I actually was still a pro wrestler as a football player. I started wrestling in 2011, and I was still playing ball at the same time. I was doing both. And uh, I watched it kind of change, but at the same time, I was so busy with football, I wasn't a part of it. I'll never be like, oh, I was part of that change. I was never a part of the change. It was just I was a wrestler in a building being trained to wrestle. I wasn't a professional wrestler on the road yet. And uh, I was playing football and kind of doing my thing and watching all of these guys and everybody was ridiculing, oh, CM Punk sucks and Chris Hero sucks and this person sucks. And then that was the old school mentality. And all the indie fans were like, you know what, though? We kind of like that. So we're going to go watch that. And then WWE had all this stupid money and they were like, okay, well, we can keep our business going no matter what. So they did it their way still. And then the independent scene slowly not even took over. It just became its own entity. It was like, okay, well, the WWE doesn't want to change their style. These people will. So then TNA was like, hey, we have some money, and these people like a different style, so we're going to come to TV with a different style. We're going to have a six-sided ring. So they do a six-sided ring, and they said that's going to attract some people, and now people can watch something alternative on TV. Then they start bringing former WWE people in, and people start paying attention to their product. The evolution came in the freedom of leaving one brand and having a competition to go to. So I'm all for the change. I like that this is awesome. I like the independent matches hitting the TV. However, at the same time, you watch 205 Live where they struggle at certain points trying to keep interest because it's just wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. But that's also a test on me where they have to figure out what's going to work, what's not going to work, how to make something work. Now everybody's talking about how much they hate Enzo Amore being Cruiserweight champion. Okay, well, nobody was talking about Neville being champion. We all liked him as champion. We were all okay with it. We all loved his matches, but we weren't tweeting about it. We weren't writing anything about Neville. But all of a sudden, now we do something we don't like, we're all complaining. We might watch the next show. So they're learning uh, a balance between the two. So I am all for change in every single sport and every single thing because the more we live in the past, it's like us going back on the Constitution and really living how they did back in the day in the 1800s and the early 1900s and going back to all those days in time where things are so different. You can't live like that today. So how could you play a sport that was made 100 years ago the same way 100 years later? Because you have different athletes. There's supplements. There's training abilities. We find out different methods scientifically about the body, how to train. We have six foot six athletes, and now we have five foot four athletes at the same level. It's totally different. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm all for change. 
Yeah, and I, I am too. Is like, and I, I completely agree with what you were mentioning about the whole Enzo thing. Because I, I heard you say about, oh, like people are now complaining. So guess what? They're going to tune in next week. And I say they're going to tune in next week because now they're going to be stuck on that program to say, who's going to beat them? Who's going to be that guy that's right. going to beat, beat Enzo? Because I just don't like the guy. So that's kind of right. like, you know, that's how you attract those fans. And I completely agree with what you're saying. So it, it's all about business. And even in business, Mr. Orlando, and this is my last question because Ray is already giving me the eye. Uh, uh, Mr. <laughs> Orlando, yeah, so Ray's giving me the eye saying, hey, I want to ask questions too. So basically what I wanted to ask is, you know, with being business and all, a lot of people that I've had on this show, they've said, hey, this is the perfect time to be in the independence because of how popular the independents are to the WWEs, to the Global Force Wrestling, to or Impact Wrestling, whatever you want to call it, or ROH. But to some people, they're still struggling to get there. And like, can what is it that they're doing wrong, Mr. Orlando, to say, hey, I'm struggling to get their attention? Uh, wait. What? What do you mean? Like, how are they? Where like, are they uh, going wrong in keeping the major audience attentive to everything you're saying? Like what? Yeah, exactly. Like you know how they've been calling about a lot of independent superstars to work, like NXT, for instance, or they've okay. uh, or WWE to work Nia Jax, for instance. But then you have those people on social media that are kind of salty, and I'm pretty sure you've seen them, Mr. Orlando, where they say, oh, why is that person on TV? Uh, I should have been there. You're doing oh, something. Yes. Yeah, you're doing something. Uh, I don't know exactly what, but you're doing something that's not catching their attention. So what can they do to fix that? Honestly, <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything. Like That's what I've learned with, with this wrestling business. It's we all think, oh, if I change this or I do that, they're going to pay attention to this. Now, with the NXT brand being what it is, they're watching everybody. And that doesn't mean if you have a pair of wrestling shoes and you go to a ring, oh, the WWE is watching me. No. You have to get to credible shows. You have to get to places that people have eyes on. And the thing about it is, there's no secrets anymore. Everybody knows what places are credible and which places are actually going to get you to another level. And it has nothing to do with even talent anymore. It is literally the right time, the right person at the right place. And there could be a million people that wrestle in one room and one interviewer waiting to interview them all. And Vince McMahon walks in and looks at the interviewer and says, that's my next U.S. champion. Every person in that room can be better than that interviewer at wrestling. And it does not matter what they think. It's one person's opinion to take that person out of the equation right there and put them to the next level. And that's where the the whole, oh, that should be me thing. Like I, if I had no censor, I could go on every curse word in the book when people say things like that, because if it should have been you, it would have been you. And there's a, a role for every single person out there. And it may not be a TV role. And I have no problem throwing some of my business out there, but like a lot of opportunities have been my way where they're like, we would never use you for that because you're not a throwaway guy. We're not a guy that we're going to send you out there to get your ass kicked by Braun Strowman. Uh, we're investing in you. We're flying you to the performance center. We're having you uh, stay here on our dime. So why would they waste 
what they're investing into into a stupid, you know, one-off thing. But however, if you're a guy that's getting an opportunity to do a stupid one-off thing and they say, well, he did a really good job there. Now the next step is maybe you're getting flown to the performance center or even that was your tryout. Maybe that was it. And they're like, you know what? That's it. This guy's good. We'll do something with him. Put him somewhere. Like that is how it works. It has nothing to do with uh, the, the credibility of a star anymore. It's more if you want eyes on you, just go out there and get it. Like you can get eyes nowadays. You don't even have to leave your house. Go on social media. Talk, talk some shit into somebody. Hashtag something and get somebody to, to go back at you. There's so many different alternatives and then get out the door and physically go to shows and physically promote your matches and cut promos and get a YouTube following, get an Instagram following. And there's just, if you want it, there's so many ways and so many people out there ready to help. That's my opinion. So the people who hate are just people that sit there that tell you you can't do something with your life, you know? I've never seen so much hate. One one scenario, like, just comes into my head in this one when you we're talking about this. And one major scenario was when James Ellsworth was signed. <laughs> when he when he was signed, uh, known as Jimmy Dream in the Independence, I would yep. never forget how many people got onto social media and just spilled so much negativity when James Ellsworth was signed. It, it was beyond belief but uh you know what uh just interrupt real quick you know what's so funny about that though it's like so many people were so quick to say something and that man okay has had a contract for what over a year okay he has been in some top storylines he has an action figure coming out okay he's in the video game if i'm correct um yep you want to hate on the dude. Like, that's really cool. Like, that's what you do because you're not somewhere you want to be. But there was a role that needed to be filled, and that was the guy to fill it. And people don't understand that. There was Santino. There was all these people that could even wrestle and weren't even given the opportunity to show that off because they had a role and a gimmick that they had to give to people. And you have to accept your role and excel. And then James Ellsworth had an opportunity, and he excelled. So all that hate, uh, man, I lie, I embrace it. The people who hate, you could you could pick them out right from the sore crowd real quick. Hey, Mike, uh, just a fun question before I turn it over to Ray, because Ray's now, like, literally threatening me over here to you, my mic. Um, uh, but a little fun question, just to uh, shoot it out of the hip. Would you have ever taken that comedy role? Yeah, absolutely. You give me a job, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the best job person you can get, whatever you can call me, employee. There you go. That's what happens, you know, working nine to five in five years. I just call myself job person. But yeah, but I would have been one hundred percent anything they needed from me. Anywhere. Anywhere that's giving me money to help me pay my bills as a wrestler. <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's what we need more of in this business because nowadays like uh, I've also seen in the independence that they say, hey, you're losing to this guy, and they say, no, either more money or I'm not doing the match. And it's like, Dude, if I, uh, again, I, again, find every curse word in the dictionary and scream it for me, because that's why I feel about those people. They never had any real win in their life. That's the problem. I mean, I, I, I never, ever, ever, ever cared about wins and losses in wrestling. I mean, get real, man. It's just so... Uh, I mean, if it doesn't make sense to the story and you have an opinion, sure, no problem. But if you're like, oh, yeah, no way, brother, uh, 
brother's under me, and uh, I need more money if I'm going to go knock him out for real. Go fight him. Like, go yeah. show him that you can really knock him out for real. And then be like, okay, brother, can you keep going and get your payday now or no? <laughs> Sorry, that's a little unprofessional, but damn, man, I hate those kind of people. I, I, I've dealt with some of them. I, I'm not going to lie. So, uh, Oh, they're everywhere. Uh, they're everywhere. It's, it's, uh, it's mostly the older generation, and they, the, the older generation that trains the newer generation that follows the older generation that follows through with it. That was like a tongue twister, but that is 100% <laughs> what I'm talking about. Well, it, it, I, <laughs> I, I, no, no comment on that one. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know I'm right, though. That's what it is. It's that old generation that still hangs on to that, and then you have those couple of guys that still stick to it that follow that old generation, and most of us like just want to fight that, that, that group of people that feel that way. It's like this is all – this is entertainment. This is wrestling. Like, oh, I'm not losing the brother over there. It's like, get real, man. Like, what? <laughs> Uh, uh, the sad part that it's so true. So, it, it, it is. It's, it's everywhere, and I know exactly what you guys are talking about. Like, it's just, I, I, I actually, it's so funny, and I'm not even gonna throw anybody's name out there, but I just heard it like this past weekend. Like, and I literally was standing there, and I just started laughing. I was like, "Hey, man, you know this is all fake." And he had this. What are you trying to say? Blah, 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 blah. It had nothing to do with my match either. I was just sitting there just hanging out. And, like, I'm not throwing his name out there. And if he ever hears this and he wants to come out and be like, it was me, like, it was me, Austin, I'm telling you. Like, it was hysterical. <laughs> like, I, I just I called him right out on it. I was like, you know, this is all fake, dude. He was like, what did you say? I wasn't saying anything. I was like, oh, okay, that's why you're so offended. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that he's not lying. I was, I was at that building. I know who he's talking about too. So, uh. oh my god, oh my god, oh boy. I know what you're talking about, brother. He, he, oh know, man. Oh, oh man. I hope I, I hope I didn't give no one heat now. Uh oh. But I heard. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I don't care about. I don't care about that stuff though. You know what I mean? I'm just the kind of guy that sits there and it's like, okay, whatever you need from me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you had a great, you had a great match. Well. Okay, let's yeah, start no, off absolutely. with controversy because that was a that it was a great match, but it didn't end the way you wanted because an old friend <laughs> showed up. So let's start off with controversy because George, yes, I mentioned earlier, our uh, my good brother here, Mike Orlando, defended his BCW Heavyweight Championship against the notorious One Eight Seven Homicide. That match ended with not only a legend in this business, Azrael, confronting them both. But the return of E.C. Negro. What went through your head? Because you're going in, you're having a match of, I guess right now as a star in Global Force and Impact and Homicide, and not only is, I guess, the number one contender now attacking you, but also a man that shouldn't have been in the building. Uh, my thing about E.C. Negro is uh, Jarrell is that he, <laughs> he needs something, clearly. And it's just, wow, like, it's so funny because, you know, like, there's, a, a like, a, an aura at a wrestling show. Everybody's, like, in an aura. We're all drinking. We're all having fun in stands. Like, everybody's cool. And then, like, there's someone gets hurt, God forbid, and, like, everybody goes silent. There's that, that moment of, like, a, and we all get nervous. Like, that moment, whenever Jarrell comes in a room, like, whatever we're doing kind of just goes away. Like, he kills whatever moment we're living in and every damn show we're at, and everybody's figured it out. 
So it's like now he has to come back to a show that will listen to his bullshit long enough, and then he comes, whatever he does, man, listen, they're going to book his ass for the first time in 10 years, wherever he's getting booked in New York, and he's going to come, and he's going to his ass kicked, man. Like, legit. Like, homicide, it will, he'll stab him in the damn ring. Like, he don't understand that. Like, and, and that's the thing. And uh, my opinion is, yeah, book him. But let's get him back in New York for one more time and see what happens. And I think he just put his crown on the line. And if, and if he wants to wrestle there, if he loses, he can never wear his little plastic crown and run to the ring and actually punch somebody for real. And then I get up from a real punch and look up, and this man's wearing a plastic crown. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, you just punched a grown man from behind. You almost just knocked me out for real. Like, you're a tough guy. I look at you wearing a plastic crown at 40 years old. Like, are you kidding me? Like, but that's a, that's, a, that's another story. I mean, Azrael, I'm just going to rip his other ear off. Like, for real. He's another one. Legend, oh, absolutely. Wow. He's, a little, he's a little nut. He's nuts right now. I don't know what's up with him. That dude helped me out a lot in my career. But he's like a loose cannon right now. He's swinging at me. I'm getting my, my teeth and my mouth all cut up. Can't breathe half the time. And he's kicking me in my gut. Like, like, and it's like, okay, as okay. And all of a sudden he kicked me. Uh, man, he cut me open so bad that last show. It was ridiculous. Damn. Damn. This past weekend, or is what you're, that's what you're uh, talking yeah. about. Like, this like, you up? Huh. Mike, you want to answer, brother? I think we lost each other. No, I think I'm we saying, lost like, each other. The, the one that you got cut up all, uh, like you're saying, you got uh, cut up uh, a, a bunch there, Was it was this past weekend? Uh, no, it wasn't this one. It was uh, when I wrestled with the championship with him. He actually broke one of my ribs, like, with one of his kicks uh, to my chest. And I kind of told the ref, like, one of my ribs were shot. And as soon as I said that, like, six or seven more kicks came, like, exactly to that rib. And, like, I've been struggling with it for a couple of weeks now, like, legitimately. And, uh, like, I I don't – for the first time, I I was, like, spitting blood. Like, I had no cuts. It was, like, coming up. But it was because I had, like, a cut on the inside from it. But – Holy hell. I mean, it, it is what it is. He, he, it is what it is. I mean, he, he had hit me from the, the back in the last show or whatever, and he interrupted that match. But the thing about it, as interrupts that match, and he's a little shoot, as has to interrupt that because he can't get that match no more. Ten years ago, maybe he could have done something. But nowadays, no one wants to book Azrael versus Homicide. No one gives a damn what Azrael could do. They saw it ten years ago, and had Homicide moved, and Azrael sat. So that's why he has to come after a young guy that's actually doing something. So that's cool. He can keep doing that. And, and AJ, I mean, as long as AJ is still uh, showing up and on this side of the guard, well, I'm going to keep kicking him in the face, too. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's happening in the future because, well, not the next show because from a little birdie, I hear you're facing off against a famous Canadian. That's all I know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's so going to be I hope you're show ready story. for that one. Oh, that's man, I hope he's ready for that out. one. He, he's 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 <laughs> ready for it. I'm ready well, to go, man. So I'm going <laughs> to start asking the real questions now because we got over, well, to my buddy Jarrell because, God, it's awkward being on this side of the fence right now. So I'm going to start <laughs> asking some real questions because I'm caught in the middle. <laughs> God. I mean, listen, here's the thing, and I love it. I love it uh, as, as the realest thing in the world. Uh, Jarrell is my friend. True story. Jarrell is my friend. EC Negro, I hate. And there's a big difference between the two people. But sometimes oh, yeah. that human being <laughs> doesn't know when to differentiate 
the two people. And all of a sudden, my friend Yorel has been missing for maybe seven months, and all I'm dealing with is EC Negro, and it's inside a ring, outside a ring, not in the building, on the internet, and it's like, you know, dude, I'm, I'm gonna do, I'm doing nothing actually. I'm gonna let Homicide kick his ass. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have just Homicide; he has the monster on his side too. So, yeah, Jarrell, run, brother. He just opened up yeah, the uh, and he didn't want. Oh, 100%. God. Okay, Mike. I got to ask you, like I usually ask everyone, because definitely you've proven this business is for you. What was that one match that got you into this business, brother? What was that match? Oh, uh, wow. I wanted you. Um, okay. The one that got me in, so not the one that made me love wrestling. So the one that made me decide, that's it, this is what I'm doing. Uh, I'm going to say Jericho versus Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 19. Ooh. Yeah, that 100%. I remember watching that as a kid and just watching Shawn Michaels come back and Chris Jericho is my favorite and Shawn Michaels was my favorite when I was younger. And uh, it got to the point where I'm watching this and I couldn't believe, like, Shawn Michaels could still do what he was doing and I couldn't believe, like, Chris Jericho was somebody, like, I didn't like at the time. Like, and he was my favorite wrestler. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, the fan in me really came out the most to me, and it was like, wow. Once it ended and the rest of the show came back on, I was like, okay, I'm back to being a normal fan again. Like, it was like a weird situation, and I remember that moment, and I wanted to recreate that moment all the time. So that's yeah, when I, I have a passion, I always like, try to... What's that? Oh, yeah, it's like a heart-wrenching moment because you're, like, stuck in between, like, I'm a HBK guy, but Jericho, and it's like, what do I do? Right, and if you watch that match, like, that was like an indie match. Like, it really was. Like, you know what I'm saying? And to me, that's awesome. You know, they story told, yes, but, like, there were tons of spots. And at that point, you had A-Train and, and what the hell was his damn name? Uh, 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 Nathan Jones wrestling, like, Big Show or some shit, you know what I mean? Like it, it to to see them go the way they did, it was a total different. Oh my god, moment! You know, even Matt Hardy and Rey Mysterio, that was a great match. I love that when Matt Hardy was doing that whole cruiserweight thing. Definitely, yeah, and that match definitely did tell a story. That is one that everyone does need to see, and just relive that and see that Mike is calling a point. That's definitely one that you'll see on the Indies and be like, "This is perfect." It's it's. Basically like a three act. It's spots, it's the story, and it's just perfection right there. Right. Okay, brother. Now, I always go up with the next question. Is definitely not only the match that got you in watching, but what was that match, once you're actually competing, that got you to think, okay, I made the right choice? Uh, probably my first successful one. It was kind of like once I've, I would say my, I wouldn't even relate it to watching one. It would be kind of my own watching back one of my own matches and seeing me listening to something that actually worked. And then it was like, okay, because I wasn't a football player. Like, I just listened really well. I was a good kid. I, I just worked hard all the time. So if he told me to do something, I did it. So when I did the wrestling, uh, like, 
idea, tried it out. It was not like I was skeptical. I knew what I wanted to do. I mean, I walked out of football for, for a lifetime career for it, you know? So it was like I watched it back and saw myself do something successful, and it was like, okay, well, I did football successful to an NFL level, so I could do this to the top level too because I could do anything. You know what I mean? That would, I would When I'm looking back at it, that would be my security in the business, I guess, in my own self. Mm. Well, you. I think, in my opinion, you've made the right choice, brother, because I know the fans definitely love you. Just hearing the reactions when I played that music on Saturday, I'm like, yeah, this is this is this is the guy that's gonna make it. So. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Seriously. Definitely. Uh, next question, brother, because I know you've had your tryout. You've been around in the indies, but where do you want to make it at the end, brother? What's that one company that's Either the E, Impact, ROH, Japan, even Mexico. Uh, Is that your choice too? Where do you want to go? Um, I at this point, I'm I'm comfortable in my career at the point where I get to wrestle around the entire world on my own time and my own schedule and kind of make my own schedule and make my own money and it's great. But of course, everybody wants to get to a higher level, a TV level, a more independent international level, and that's where I want to get to, like 150 percent. But I want to be, obviously, a WWE superstar one day. But I am, at this point, I'm willing to work with anyone, anywhere that wants to get better and build something up. Like, Ring of Honor, they and I have been working together. I train there twice a week. Um, so it's just a matter of time until something happens with hopefully them. Or WWE and me are very close in contact constantly. But there's so much going on as far as hiring with them and, uh, how much people they're bringing at the same time and storylines. and So that that put it on hold a little bit. And Global Force is openly going through a lot of problems, as everybody knows, so they're not really hiring anybody right now. So I'm very open to any ideas. I'm just a happy wrestler, to say the least. It's kind of like I hope to finish WWE, of course, but I'm just happy wrestling. So if somebody pays my bills, I'll finish with anybody, you know? Amazing, amazing. Well, there you go. That's that one answer that really does sound genuine because I usually love to ask it. But it's like the usual answer is, of course, the WWE, but it's never that answer of I'm loving what I'm doing now. This is what shows that you're definitely in this business for the right reasons, brother. Again, like I said, Saturday came off it. Being there, working with you, it's like, hey, this is why you're the elite athlete and you're the green machine, brother. Thanks, dude. I appreciate that, man. Definitely, definitely. Uh, last question before I hand you off back to George. Brother, what do you want to leave the fans with? What is that mark you want to leave as, this is what Mike Orlando was? Uh, workhorse. I'm a workhorse. I'm a real-life machine. I just do not stop. And I want, uh, if you're ever going to do something, you got to do it 100%. And I just want to be the kind of guy that leaves everybody with that idea that you have to do everything 150%. And if you can't, see that out of me, then I feel like you're not really watching me, because I even openly show everybody everything I'm doing and how much I'm getting done, and it's not a bragging thing, it's almost an inspirational thing, it's just if you want something, go get it, so if you watch me, I hope that everything I do kind of has an idea on it. Yeah, this weekend you definitely put it out, you did a lot of miles. I'm complaining yeah, about the Connecticut, and I'm like, oh god, this guy got me beat. <laughs> yeah, man, it, it, it was rough. 400 miles this weekend, and you're showing 1,600, I'm like, yeah, I can't complain anymore. I'll just go back to the show the next, next <laughs> month. Yeah. 
Uh, but thanks again, brother. I think I'll be seeing you hopefully Saturday. We have a party, so I think I'll be Absolutely, seeing you yes, you will. I will see you on Saturday. I'm yep. excited for that, actually. Very excited. BCW, man, yeah. doing big things. Yep. We definitely are, brother. So, yeah. Well, just for the fans, because you did mention Jericho. No, it's not that famous Canadian. He's close to him, though. They train in the same place. So that's all we're going to give you now. Stay tuned to BCW. Mike, yes, it's been a pleasure. See you then, brother. George, he's all yours, man. So I have a question here from Alex. I was actually going to let you do your plugs real quick, but I have a question from Alex. He he wants to know, Mr. Orlando, why green? <laughs> okay, hey, I'm going to shoot. So in college, I was a jock, a real-life jock, a real-life elite athlete. Um, I'm not even kidding. So I wore blue. We all wore blue as a football team, and I hated football. So if I was going to do this football thing, I needed to party. I needed to go out. I needed everybody to know that I was a football player because here I wanted to be a pro wrestler. So on the field, I wore bright green all the time, bright green cleats, bright green gloves, uh, armbands, headbands, you name it. looked like an idiot all the time. And then I'd go to the – I was, uh, to say the least, whenever I was decent enough to be noticed because I would act a fool on the field and act like a wrestler who played football, exactly what you would imagine, paint my face up, and then go out afterwards, and all the people would be like, oh, that crazy green dude on the field, blah, 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 blah. I'd be like, oh, that's me, that's me. Uh, and I'd wear green to the party and green to go out, and they would all recognize the green and the green and the green. It was my way of everybody just identifying me. So when I got to wrestling, I was like, hey, now I'm just going to make everybody identify me the same damn way. <laughs> okay why like that would make you stand out so well i guess uh like in the football field when you were wearing so much green and everyone else was wearing you said blue blue yep navy blue everybody had blue and i wore a lime green my coach wanted to kill me but at the same time i was decent <laughs> enough where he had to use me so he had to use me because he needed me so i was able to <laughs> get away with that so with that being said, I have to ask another fun question before you go. What's the funnest rib that you've ever done to someone or someone has ever done to you? I know there's a rib in you that you've done to someone, Mr. Orlando. Oh, I, I'm the ultimate. I do it a lot. Uh, I torture <laughs> people when they drive with me. Uh, if we're driving, I'm the guy who, as soon as you all fall asleep, I'm swerving the car, jamming the brakes, recording everybody and scaring them. That's me. I mean, but uh, I've done some some messed up stuff to some people like you know in the most happy positive way but like uh ace romero years ago uh was sleeping in a hotel in maine and all of us went in the room and he was in his boxers like just his boxers like what he wrestles in now and uh just laying like face first in the bed and like six of us went on one side of the bed and we screamed fire and as soon as he opened his eyes we we flipped the bed upside down and what we didn't realize was Ace Ace was so damn big, and we didn't realize it. And we were six people, and we really threw him up in the air. So he slammed into the wall as soon as it happened, like, really hard. And we almost, like, broke the wall and stuff. Like, it was pretty pretty crazy. And uh, that was, I would say that would be it right there, man. I'm, I've got some, some crazy stories like that, but that's, that's a whole other day. Uh, you know what I mean? Remind me never to like if I'm ever uh, like at a show and you're on the card. Remind me never to accept a car ride from Mike Orlando if he says, "Hey, let's go, let's go get a drink or something." I refuse. <laughs> so, oh, God. I'll shut the lights off on the highway. <laughs> oh God! Uh, I know remind- we have to ride with after the party on Saturday. 
Because I'm oh, a yeah, big I'm Asian. Uber, Uber. I'm getting God, Ubers. Kill Ubers me. all night. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how was uh, Miami for you, by the way? I know you just had a big uh, show here in Miami, well, in Broward. Uh, yeah, it was Alex beautiful. Jefferson. Yeah, it was beautiful out there, man. I killed it for like three days with my friends. We all did. And just the talent was unbelievable. Everybody was so good out there. And it's just the the people were great. And I had, you know, it's Florida. Of course, we just killed it, man. It was just so, it might be a, a landmark one day I might have to head to for some time. If that's yeah, uh, well. You know, a thing in my future, hopefully, moving to Florida. Hint, hint to anybody listening. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, I wonder but, what you're trying to clue. But Yeah, uh, right. Seriously. <laughs> I, I really hope to have you again down here in Miami, though, like one day for another match, whether it's Miami-Dade County or Broward County. But uh, we would really love to have you back here. And uh, that's me talking as a fan because you're just – a phenomenal guy. You have the right mindset for this business. You have the right passion. You have everything. And like, we need more people like you in this business. And for that, I thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate that a lot. Seriously. I'm going to be down there very shortly again, very, very soon. But uh, awesome. guys, I'm at 2%. So I'm going to lose yeah. you any second. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, uh, go ahead and do your plugs if you want. Like how can, how can yes, bookers go ahead and reach out to you? Where are you going to be next live and stuff? Instagram and face uh, Instagram and Twitter at the Big Orlando, Facebook.com slash Elite Orlando, and you can always reach me uh, through Messenger, however you'd like. And I'm going to be this Friday in New York with Fight the World Wrestling. On Saturday, I am with NYWC in Long Island, and Sunday I'm probably going to Canada for Greek Town Wrestling. So I hope to see everybody there. Contact me, and let's keep in contact. Awesome. Again, uh, thank you very much for this, Mr. Orlando, and I hope you have a great night and hope to have you back soon. Thank you, man. Much appreciated, guys. Have an awesome night. See you next week, brother. See you guys. Later. Later. All right, so guys, that was the elite athlete, the green machine, the first ever BCW heavyweight champion of the world. Of course, the one I'm talking about is Mike Orlando, and man, he was just filled with opinions. Uh, from the Enzo Amore situation, from the football situation, to the business, to people uh, spilling negative uh, in the business. Like, he spoke so what, – what match even got him into the wrestling business? Like, it was so much. And we thank Mr. Mike Orlando for coming on the show. It was phenomenal. Uh, we learned so much about that young man. And uh, if you've never heard of Mike Orlando uh, because you've been living under a rock, this was definitely the interview to listen to. Yep. Uh, Ray, we did phenomenal. Uh, you know, it, it's been a great, great show. Uh, what do you think? Oh, God, this was – I'm glad we're back. I'm glad we're yes. back. This is definitely what we needed. Oh, God, I'm You're getting okay? choked up over here because – I'm getting choked up because it was a good episode. The oh, hurricane awesome. could not keep us away. We're here. We're together again. And we're here to stay. So, Listen. City Radio, Listen, hurricanes are, I mean, sorry, haters are just like hurricanes. They're temporary. There's nothing that's going to stop Russell City Radio. So, and yes, that goes out to all the Russell City haters. You are just like hurricanes. You're only temporary. So, uh, like a, unlike us, because we're real. <laughs> exactly. Get the hint. Get the hint. 
Because those that we're talking about know what I'm talking about. So. Yep. So, you can check that thanks. one up. Well, guys, again, you know, we thank everyone uh, for your support on this show. We have spoken enough. Uh, we are going to go enjoy some Monday Night Raw. Uh, next week, guys, we are going to be speaking to international talent Gabby Ortiz. Uh, as a matter of fact, funny story behind her, she's a secretary of a mayor during the day and Ooh. a pro wrestler at night. She will be with us next week on the show, and then the following week, we're going to have ROH star LSG on the show, of course, known Ooh. as the, yep, the Human Rocket, and then comes the I may know of something he may be wrestling in November. Ooh, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> well, mind you. Another, another contact. There you go. Well, here's the thing, though. Here's the, the, the crazy part. Next, the following two weeks is going to be those weeks that you've been dying for. And, yes, I'm talking about you, Ray. I'm talking about, of course, the living legend and WWE Hall of Famer Larry Zbysko will be on the show for an exclusive sit-down interview. And then, of course, we're going to have none other than NXT's Danny Birch, otherwise known as the governor, Martin Stone. Martin Stone. So, guys, well, we I can't wait a- for those. We're back. We're going to be strong. George, even though you may want me always to get suspended because those checks are coming in great. Thanks for having me back, brother. It was a pleasure. We're back, people. (laughs) We're back. So, guys, with that being said, everyone take care. Be safe. But the most important thing that we ask you to do is, of course, stay real. Good night, folks. So, how much of that dirty water did you drink in Mexico? Wasn't that dirty. It was just, it tastes like tequila. It was tequila. But, but did you have any running? Is it true what the rumors say that the water over there gives you the, the runs? Because I had a very bad run like a week ago, and I just came back from a cruise. Like, I was over there, and I, I had George? the run so bad. George? The light's red. Are you serious? I just admitted I had diarrhea on the air. God damn it. <laughs>
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.